Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com and, of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Split studio from Sitka today. Okay, we are in the Seattle studios. Bob Buchanan, welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Uh, been... Uh, had the opportunity to do a little shrimping with you and some gear dialing and stuff. We're definitely going to talk about that. And another opportunity on that shrimp front. Matt Nelson, of course, in our Seattle studios. And from Sitka, we have the unholy triumvirate of uh, none other than Joseph Pibernicus, Joel Martin of FishBaronoff.com, and, of course, our dear friend, Phil Spielgene, product development with Shero Propulsion, Shero Propellers. Good morning, Joey. Good morning, guys. How do I sound coming from the nerve center here? <laughs> Uh, fish baron off you sound like you're in the in the yeah. studio right next to me dude you're ready to go um, yeah but um we unfortunately there's there's a little bit of a of a situation with uh we, we don't have a headset on joel or phil but we'll we'll get to them in just a little bit so um joey what did i miss this year up in sitka buddy Oh, there's nothing going on up here. <laughs> uh, one of the best, you, you, one of the best you don't, Chinook years. You don't want to know. Yeah, no, I know. Of course, of course, I want to know. If I broke my 30 year streak, and 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 uh, my daughter Sophie got married last Saturday. She's congratulations, now so- Sophie, Sophie. Sophie Happold, and thanks to our friends, um, the, the Krauses of uh, Swan Trail Farms in Snohomish. It was a wonderful venue. And thanks to Briley's Barbecue for stepping up. And it was, I mean, we're still eating Briley's Barbecue. <laughs> there'll, there'll be ribs on the boat most of the summer. So I, I may not have any salmon ribs to pick, but there's there's some other ribs. So uh, one of the best Chinook seasons we've seen a couple, in a few years up there in Sitka, Joey. So this is my third season, obviously, being up here at, uh, at Fish Baranoff. Um and by far the best Chinook fishing I've ever seen. Yeah, insane. I mean, going out and just having wide open bites. When it happens, it's it's on, and it ha- and and it goes on for a couple hours. Doubles. I mean, it's pure chaos. It's so much fun, and uh, I can't wait to get back up here next year already. And I'm I'm still here, and I'm still I, I can't wait to get back. You just have to look at it. It's it's only eleven months away. Okay, yeah, but but only we, eleven months away. Only eleven months away. But you know, and that's what I'm hearing from uh, from Craig. I uh, reached out to uh, you know, a couple of people that have fished with Robbo down there, and and that's happening too. And of course, just south of there, the Queen Charlotte's, where we're going to be in, in just a short couple weeks. That's an amazing fishery right now. The numbers and sizes of the fish are doing down there is phenomenal. Um, and also, Joey, you you got out with with um, our buddy. Jackson, Jackson Dozier, Dozier, Sitka Fishing Excursions. Uh, Super. He's got a, a fancy new big walk around North River, and he was uh, generous enough to take us out on a buddy trip. We went out and just, you know, we just put it to him hard. I mean, we killed all our Chinook really quickly, got out on the ocean, got on the pick. Uh, we had a couple people fall ill to the to the sea. Um so we, we didn't have a lot of time out there, but in the short amount of time we had, we, 
we put what was probably a, a 92 pound halibut on board and uh and it was it was an amazing day Tom. you got you gotta like that you gotta like that hey pass pass the mic to joel martin i can see him there there on facetime real quick hey joel how you doing there buddy i'm doing good how are you we're hanging in there pal i uh, wish i was up there with you but uh how's everything with the fleet and uh and uh how, how are your guys been doing overall up there on the sitka fishery at fishbearingoff.com you know it's been uh it's been an awesome king salmon fishery this spring it seems like it's been going on since around april um we had some beautiful weather in the month of april and the mostly the month of may but we always get that memorial day garbage wind and rain um so that kind of set things off i think this last big storm we had kind of brought in a new wave of fish and we went out and got a pile of them and the guys are doing really well i see they're not everybody's going home with plenty of fish and um water temperatures seem to be a little bit cooler than normal so far and the halibut the bigger halibut really haven't moved in off that bigger lower shelf yet but um there's a lot of littler guys running around and uh guys are trolling them up their halibut at the at the cape um it's been it's been a good fishery the lingcod's been good lots of black bass you know um even catching some few cohos and that's, I mean, it's June, so not completely unheard of, but still surprising that we, we are seeing that many coho in the catch. And, and interestingly enough, we're seeing coho clear down on the South Sound yeah. already. Yeah. Ocean coho. I and, don't know about ocean. Okay. But, all right. Yeah. Just could be, could be residents. And, yeah. and the resident coho season here went off with a bang, too. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. So, um, Joel, I, I got Lots of chums already. <laughs> That's good to hear too, dude. Hey, you know what? An ocean chum in the fish box that'll that'll smoke up just fine when you get them home. Yes, One of the things I want to ask you is, you did a little prop experimenting yesterday, okay? Yes. Give me absolutely your give me unbelievable. Your, okay, so you, in fairness, you were you've been running aluminum props. If I was running. A, a, a boat rental operation, I'd be running aluminum props too because if you experience any kind of strike with, with drift or rock, the aluminum prop will give, okay, and, and it won't be as hard on the lower unit as a stainless prop. That being said, you put those Shero props on there, and what was your experience? What was your first blush? What was your feeling? Well, the first thing I noticed was the the noise reduction. We were able to carry on a conversation in the wheelhouse with an open, you know, it's an aluminum uh, wheelhouse on these boats with n- no bul- bulkhead on the back. It's just an open, so it's a big noise tunnel in there. Normally, it's very loud, and we were able to carry on a conversation just like we are right here. Um, it, that was the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed was the lift that it had and the RPMs, the less RPMs it took to get at the same speed. So I would say that most people are probably going to drop three to 400 RPMs, and that saves you in fuel. Um, it the the biggest thing that i liked about it was is i was able to take at full throttle take a complete hard port or starboard turn as hard as i could crank it and the boat continued to bite all the way through it was almost like being in a jet boat that's switching ends (laughs) well and the other thing you'll note as you run those more even Simple little stuff like getting away from the dock. They bite so hard in reverse and so quickly, and and you don't get prop walk. It's more of a directional reverse. All right. So, um, Joel, I'm going to have you pass the headset back to uh, Joey. 
but um, Joey, let, so, let, so, let so Joel, real quick, let hold on, yeah, yeah, let Joel know that, that we're going to kind of slide in. We're going to talk to talk about the the tragedy in Sitka coming in the next segment. But go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go go real ahead. quick. So when we first bolted the, that prop on, and Joel was backing away from the dock, he he goes, "Oh, I don't like that," <laughs> and uh, and be, apparently he doesn't like to go in reverse. Yeah, no kidding, right? Just the the immediate uh, grab, grab, right? Yeah, right away. And then when Joel says he he liked the fact that he could ride run wide open and just crank it to the port, I mean we were doing a solid donuts out there, and that there was never any slip in that in that boat. It was it was impressive. I mean it changed the way those those little 21 foot aluminum boats run well and i can tell you right now with with regard to maneuvering my boat i mean with with a 30 footer a lot of people are intimidated with that boat they think they need a bow thruster with those cheryl props that completely replaces any need for any kind of bow thruster because you have that kind of grip and control in the boat uh real quick um after this segment we are going to talk about what happened uh, up in sitka last sunday it was an unbelievable tragedy, unprecedented tragedy in the Sitka fishery. Um, but but then Gabe Miller's going to jump in. Gabe Miller, a sport co and the American uh, now the American Sport Fish Association, right? Mm-hmm. Marine Area Eleven went off. I mean, everybody was just had, they had their eyes on this fishery. Last year we had this 500 fish quota. They got inhaled in like three days, right? Well, we have a lot bigger, generous June quota this year, and guys guys are catching them, Bob. Yeah, they are. They're doing well. It slowed a little the second day, but just a little, and they did fine. The pressure was down a bit, but uh, it was still a good day. Then, of course, uh, the other thing that happened at Puget Sound this week was the Marine Area 10 Resident Coho Program. I mean, that sounded like near-limit action just about everywhere you want to point around. Did well. They did well, and I'm I'm looking forward to. We got Nick coming Nick on. Nick Kester, and so Nicky's been bouncing back and forth between the Lings and and the, and the Coho. Okay, and that's one of the most surprising aspects about what's going on Puget Sound to me locally right now, is the fact that this ling fishery just won't quit. It won't stop. I mean, it and and nice sized fish too, yeah. and it just keeps on going on. And that live bait action is a lot, a lot of fun. Of course. Um, then we're gonna. Then we're gonna. Of course, we have the Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning Northwest Outdoor Report, and then uh, Joel and Joey. We kind of want to walk through the whole Fish Baranoff experience because as our opportunities have become truncated down here in the Pacific Northwest, you have an opportunity to go to Sitka and run a boat and you run your own gear and do it all yourself, which is what anybody listening to this show just loves to do, right? And you do it on a world-class fishery. Right. And yeah. and it's the the charm and, and amazing place that Sitka is just keeps you coming back, Bob. It, it, it's unbelievable. There's a little bit of nightlife there that uh, can keep you busy <laughs> if you choose to, but the, the you P- can... I don't think Joey... I don't think Joey's been you, doing the P-bar. You, I don't think Joey's uh, been going no. across the street. If you finish no. it like you should, you're going to come home, shower up, eat some dinner, and go to bed. Well, and the funny thing, Joey, yeah. you told me that we, we do have a few listeners up there that are enjoying Fish Baron Off services. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always funny when I come down and Joel goes, um, hey, uh, Tristan Schaefer was here. And I go, okay, who, who is that? He goes, no, he said he, he said he knows you. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't know. And then when I meet Tristan, he goes, oh, yeah, I, I listen to the show. I, I, I listen to you and Tom every Saturday. And, you know, so it's always great to meet our listeners up here. And then, obviously, I, I take plenty of time with them to help them out and and put them on the fish, pass my phone number on to them, and they followed me around out there and and uh, 
you know, got their fish too. So it's pretty cool to see our listeners up here. And there's a, there's a bunch of them up here. That's so cool. And, and uh, you know, it, it, Sitka is just an amazing place. And it, it's it's the Lay's potato chips of fishing trips, buddy. You you just can't do it once, no right? Way. There's no, no way. way. So uh, this is uh, the, the, the first season uh, since 1993 that I have not been up to Sitka. And so I, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with this fishery. And on Sunday, Memorial Day weekend, um, the charter boat Chillcat tipped over off of um, off off Low Island and uh, off Shoal Point, coming back from Cape Edgecombe. And all five souls on board were lost. This is an unprecedented loss of life. I've never heard of a single fatality in the Sitka or anywhere in southeast Alaska before. So what do we know about this tragedy? How could it have possibly had a different outcome? We're going to talk about that next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710. Bob Buchanan, Bo Mac, SMI, Matt Nelson running the board. I'm Tom Nelson. Coming, coming to us from Sitka, Alaska, of course, is uh, my partner in crime, Joe Pyburn, with our dear friend Joel Martin of, uh, of FishBaronoff.com. And there's Joe, I think it's fair to say there's something of a pall over the community. A tragic incident occurred when a sport fishing vessel, four anglers and their captain sank during a fishing trip out of the port of Sitka, Alaska. On last Sunday, the fishing boat, along with three deceased anglers, has been found by and, and local search efforts that come out. But we still have two souls out there missing. The the boat's name is the Awaken. It was formerly it was renamed as formerly the Chillcat, and Captain uh, Morgan Robidoux and, and all four of his passengers unfortunately passed the, the seas in Sitka have been really tough this spring. Um, obviously that contributed to the issue. And, and uh, what, what more have you learned um, there in town, Joe? You know, it's one of those things where nobody really knows a whole lot about what happened, Tom. There was no mayday call. Um, the boat just didn't come back in, you know, but it, it was re- it got really rough that day. Um and, uh, you know, everybody's speculating what happened, but we'll, we'll never probably really know unless when they pull that boat, they can figure out there was some type of a, a motor issue or a, a steering issue or electrical issue. Um, but I mean, we're, we're talking about a day where it went from bad to really bad fast. So, uh, just a tragedy, man. And, and, you know, up in a, a very tight knit community like this, obviously, uh, people are not talking about it very much, right? You know, um, they're just, everybody is sad and, and uh, you know, feeling for the families. And, um, you know, it's something that hasn't happened here. Ever. Ever. I, I mean, I remember a plane went down maybe 20 years ago um, with, with all five uh, passengers aboard that small plane. Um, but I... I don't remember. I mean, and we're talking there's there's over 600 charter operations in Southeast Alaska, and this is just completely unprecedented, just an absolute bolt from the blue. Um, Joel Martin, fishbaronoff.com. You've you've lived in Sitka your your whole life, buddy. I mean, give give me your impressions. I mean, you certainly have never heard anything even close to this type of tragedy up in your wonderful community of Sitka, Alaska. No, this is it's it's super sad deal. Um, the the seas were completely confused that day is the only thing that we can all speculate was what the major reason was um it, it, like i said like joey said we'll never know what happened to that vessel unless there's a 
a mechanical issue that is apparent, you know, um, they're still in the process of removing the vessel as far as I know. So <clears throat> the seas have finally come down. I would imagine today, I think it's Saturday. I heard that they were going to, they were going to complete that process today. So maybe we'll get some more information and, um, and, and the problem is Shoal Point is just this really gradual flat, and then the heavy-duty seas and high tides pushed it way up on the beach. It's a completely remote location on Cruise Off Island. Nobody lives on Cruise Off except for black bears and brown bears. And uh, and, and, and so to, you can't get a boat close enough to get this boat off without dragging it over this reef. And so it's, it's, an, it's a completely challenging, near-impossible task to get this boat off of shoal point and joel the only thing we really do know is obviously the boat didn't come back in there was no eperb activation there was no uh mayday call and so whatever happened happened quick and and as and and as the boat was coming back into town that shoal point it's it's a bad corner right there and and uh very exposed to the southerly and and here's a here's a captain coming in with a load of fish and a load of gang load of people and and that following sea and, and 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 I mean the only thing in my mind is that he must have taken one over his starboard quarter that that just filled the back of the boat, robbed him of control, and then then they rolled and then then it's over, man. Yeah, that's exactly what everybody believes happened. And it's the only thing that you know it makes any sense at all. So, our you know our our our, how, our, our, our hearts go out to the to the family and the community of Sitka. This is something that you know nobody wants to even contemplate, you know, let alone try to try to figure out or reconcile. Um, so let, let's pop. So, uh, you know, that's that's all we got. Just our just our thoughts and prayers to the family. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. If uh, you know Outdoor Emporium and you know Sport Co., then you know a Gabe Miller who's also written for uh, Northwest uh, Northwest Sportsman Magazine, Salmon Steelhead Journal. And he's coming to us live and on location from his beloved Marine Area 11. Sorry, it's safe to say that you uh, that Marine Area 11 is your home water. Is that your home water, buddy? Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. And, Morning, uh, Gabe. How you Good doing? morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course, you got Bubba here in the, in, in the studio as well, and you got Joey and Joel Martin from uh, from Sitka, Alaska, this morning. Which uh, you'll have to forgive Joel Martin. He he kind of yawns when you say Puget Sound, so we'll just we'll just leave Joel out of this one, right? But Sitka's uh, quickly becoming my home water, <laughs> <I know>. Gabe. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. We're gonna we're gonna drag uh, we're gonna drag Gabe up there next year. We're gonna make him fly with the boarding party, me and Bubba, and and, uh, and we'll we'll see. But Gabe, you're coming, buddy. So um, we we heard that uh, you turned your back on the smoking hot salmon bite to catch a couple live sand dabs and that you now are in, in possession of a beautiful ling cod this morning down in down uh in the south sound is that fair or is that were we not supposed to say that that, that that's an accurate statement <laughs> so, so I, I just didn't want to deal with the combat zone out there in the morning so well, well so tell you what right now you're you're on an increasing current situation down there in the south sound and when we talked yesterday on the opener which was pretty solid dude i mean we're talking freaking half a chinook per angler which refuted sound maybe not unheard of but but really good action but the early part when you had water moving down there on the opener and on yesterday sounds like the meat liner sounds like the downrigger fisherman really held the fort well yeah definitely yeah when when that 
water was pushing, those those guys were getting them. And when that water started slacking out, the you know jiggers and moochers, it picked up for those guys. There was still fish caught, you know, during both times by everybody, but. It was. It definitely had jig bite and mooching bite got going once that water slowed down a little bit. We have 14 feet of exchange both ways today, so it's going to be the same deal. <laughs> I'm looking at this. So you, so you had you had an 11.5, okay, um, early this morning at uh, at at, at two, 3:50 a.m. and it's running out to a minus 2.6 at 11 o'clock, dude. Yeah, by my math, yeah, that's 14 feet. That's a big exchange. I wouldn't recommend lingcod fishing in the middle of that right now. Well, you, you know, and things get a little, that water gets a little squirrely in in swirling and seams everywhere and pushing you out in, yet you're still going one direction sideways. And it, it's, a, it's a darn good morning not to be out there and to be here. Really? Downtown. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it, That's the it first can be time. pretty brutal. Now, you're getting this from a moocher and a jig. Uh, I understand, but that, that's really the first time anybody sat here in the studio saying, boy, I'm sure glad I'm not fishing today. <laughs> that's, Joey, Joe, I, don't, I just don't know how to react to that. So, so I'm going to lob another question at you, Gabe. So last year, of course, we were stinging because the season was already over. The June opportunity was already over. Last year, we only had 580 kings to work over, and, and you bloodthirsty guys down there sucked those up in three days. This year, we got a June quote of almost 1,500 fish, all right? So I don't think it's going to last the month, but we st- you still got a pile of fish to catch, and that's not going to affect the July fishery at all. So how do you expect this thing to play out as this tide set starts to mellow out a little bit coming into this week? Well, we got, you know, today and tomorrow with big tides, um, I suspect the catch rate will drop off a little bit. It usually does. That first day, first day or two is usually pretty good fishing and things slow down a little bit. So, uh, you know, we, we have a call on Monday to look through the numbers from the weekend. I, I'm hoping they don't, you know, we're not in a position where we have to throttle things back and start taking it a couple of days at a time. I, you know, I, I, I suspect we're going to get the next four day opener and then, who knows what's going to happen after that but there, there's a possibility we could be at you know a, a thursday friday because there's some uncomfort with going through the weekend you know we, we have this new uh payback provision in the uh rmp that if we go over on our still guamish impacts that we have to pay them back the next year so that we do not want to go over okay uh, we're so, talk- so so gabe you know we always talk about jigging and mooching down there but what about trolling? Uh, I, you know, Tom and I mostly troll up in, in the north end, and I, I have buddies who are down there catching them on the troll. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, mostly, spoons, it, bait. You know, what are guys yeah, doing on the yeah, troll? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's helpful if people are running hoochies and plugs and bigger gear to keep mm-hmm. the sublegals down. I haven't seen many sublegals really at all. So, awesome. so yeah, it, you know, the typical gear you know you guys use up north will work down here there's no doubt about that and to get in you know earlier in the morning run a little shallower as the sun gets up and the bait moves deeper just follow that bait around um if you're going to be out in front of point defiance at the clay banks bring your patience though and uh, try to think ahead a couple of steps because there's a lot of boats doing a lot of different techniques out there and it uh turns into a cluster real fast and especially on these big tides you know you're you're moving along at three and a half four miles an hour 
um, you know, and the guys coming the other way are barely moving or not moving at all. They're, they're essentially holding. And so you get to really start thinking out, you know, how, how am I going to maneuver through this you know, a couple hundred yards out? It, I, on Wednesday, the opener, I, or maybe it was Thursday. It's all running together now. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, it's June third. It's it's early in the can. season to get drifty. Okay, you're you're, you're going to be okay. Well, that's easy. You've had a big week. You had you had the uh, American Sport Fishing Association people in town, yeah. and and Gabe's, Gabe's been enter- entertaining on all our behalf, and. Uh, uh, we got some great things coming that way. We got a man in our court from back there now that they have hired right from WDF, and uh, uh, Larry's going to do a great job. Larry we're Phillips. all yeah. we're, we're all looking forward to that. Gabe, can you maybe tell folks uh, how much this is, uh, has the potential to give us a help, helping hand out here with our fisheries? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, about a year, man, a little over a year ago. Um, ASA decided they wanted to make an investment in the West Coast and hire somebody with with experience in fishery management out here to work on West Coast issues, you know, back in D.C. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we, we get all get hyper-focused on North of Falcon and a lot of the local issues, but, you know, big picture, a lot of what impacts us and affects us happens in D.C. And so having somebody back there that's networked and connected and, can go and tell our story and make sure that we're being represented is going to be a big deal. It's, it, it'll take time to start making progress, but we'll get there. And I think Larry's the right guy for the job. Yeah, Having someone that lives here and has a stake in this, he's got a boat. Uh, he's very involved in it. He was up here. He was uh, at the opener in uh, Area 11, and uh, it was a, I think it was a real eye-opener seeing all those uh, Well. Larry People. was Larry Phillips, formerly of WDFW, was the fish program manager for a number of years, and yep. very, very well respected. And did over his three plus decade career in the department, I mean, his knowledge of the subject matter is is really second to none. And very well spoken. So, yeah, we've and and, and Gabe, and thanks to you too, because I know this is no small. The, the American Sport Fish Association is no small demand on your time as well. I'm just glad that you had a chance yesterday to stick a 17-pound Chinook on a plug. <laughs> I want to know what color that plug was and what size and what depth, okay? Because catching salmon on trolling plugs is a kick in the pants. Yep. 5-inch, uh, 603 Tomic, uh, about 20 feet off bottom. You got to sure. like that, dude. Well, Love you it. know, I... I, I promised you this morning that I wouldn't tell anyone that you had a lingcod in your kill bag already and that you're you can't let Nelly know and that. you're trying to get the hat trick at Gibson all by yourself. There you go. He's, he got a sand dab, he got a lingcod, and now he's looking for the Chinook. Two Chinook. Yes, this, two Chinook. Oh, yes, yeah. the, South, the South Sound uh, quadfecta. So yeah, if make you are in the traffic jam, if you're in the traffic jam up there in Area 11, it, you know, just Go around the corner and run down till you see Gabe. And, and he's by so he's, himself. He's in a 15 foot river wild with Everrude power. So just make sure you know. Go look and, and tell him you owe. Tell him you he, you need a fillet off that lane. Yeah, okay. Tell be, him Bubba sent you. Yeah. There we go. No kidding. All right, Gabe. Well, you and me and Joey got to uh, got to jump on a sea beast this summer, buddy. I, I I sorry to rat you out like that, but when you agree to appear on a radio show, that's that's what's going to happen. Okay. You just you knew this. And if I can't be there, you can bet I'm going to make your life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's always payback. There so, we go. Yeah. Uh, that plays out. All right, he's Gabe All right, Miller from luck, Sparkle. Good luck today, buddy. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Go Have a good a, one. Hey, Gabe, what's, what's the American Sport Fish Association? Is just ASA.org? What is it? Yeah, I believe so. I don't okay. know off the top of my head. If you Google it, it'll pop up. Yeah. All right. American Sport Fish Association, sportco.com. Gabe Miller, thanks, buddy. Thanks for being a good sport, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks, so, guys. Have yeah, a good no one. Doubt. Uh, Joe, Joe Pyburn, uh, joining us with Joel Martin back in the, and I can see him on FaceTime and I can see that, uh, that low, oh, there's, there's Phil Spielgene kind of sticking in, sticking his head in the picture. Joel had so, to pop out and, and, uh, you know, Joel, Joel's oh, got he's a business got a, to run here. Yeah. So. I know. Oh, believe me. I know that room. I, how many, got a bunch of grumpy fishermen down here wanting their halibut gear and their bait and their stuff. And they're trying to get on the water. It's, it's probably going to be one of the flattest days we've, we've seen. Would naturally that's when you're flying home. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and uh, last year, uh, you know, I, I had to look at the lost puppy look on Joel's Joey's face because we were doing the radio show, and then he was flying a little bit later. He goes, listen, we could run out and fish for a little bit and then come in, and you could drop me off and get my flight. It's like, uh, Joey, it's, you know, it's a practical impossibility to fish and yeah. fly on the same day. You just, I know, but yeah. I'm, you know. I got problems. No, as, as yeah, yeah, we all do. We all do. There's no question. But we got some opportunities here this summer that we're definitely going to take advantage of. We're going to tell them, tell them, tell them all to you next here on the Raymarine Picks of the Week here in the Outdoor Line. South Sports Station 710, South Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. Well, you got a whole month to take advantage of Raymarine's FLIR camera promotion. Fleers are available through June 1st and July 2nd for discount prices. Go check out your dealer more on the Fleer M232, the 300, and the Big Daddy M364. I'm running the 232 on my boat, and uh, if you run in the dark at all, and I know you do, Bob. I've got, I've got the 232, and it just comes in so handy squid jigging at night. There's a lot of boats that like to get out there and uh, right around the pier at Point Defiance and places, and not have a light on. Yeah. And you 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 can pick them out like a sore thumb. It's really nice. It's those well, guys- it, it it allows you to get on the water ahead of the rest of the And they're, they're <laughs> tough as nails because on my way to the boat launch 2 days ago, I uh I, I drove down Ruston Way, and a tree branch had not been trimmed, and that uh, <laughs> took part of the top cover off, and by God, it still works just there, fine. It took a licking, and it kept, kept on, on ticking. <laughs> thermally ticking. Uh, Joe, we didn't have any secrets from our listeners. You, you can go ahead and you know tell me what you were trying to tell me via text, but my phone— Oh, jo- jo- Joel just stepped out. Okay. Um, He's—listen, he, there are—he's got every boat running up here I right now. I believe it. Um, so he's at, he's down there getting the boats off the dock. So he'll step back in with us after seven o'clock. Um, man, a lot of stuff going on down there. We got some shrimp openers coming. Yeah, up baby. One of them almost it snuck by me. Luckily, you caught it. Um, we got Puget Sound. We got Hood Canal shrimp coming up uh, June 9th and another opener in eight one eight two. Which is on June 9th, this Friday, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you so you can stay in Puget Sound Yellow one more day in the uh, in the, yes. in the North, North Sound, and 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 I've already Are you got filthy shrimp eaters. That's it. One more well, day. We have we have one Bubba von uh, Buchanan sitting right here, <laughs> who's already made the bait. You see, and we're already oh, conspiring. Man. Yeah, we're we're gonna fish uh, like a mile of line. Just throw yeah. them. We, we have a, a, a plan. Yeah, we well, do. we had a, a plan sneaker, of attack. We had a sneaker part, a pot that we had uh, a, a, a legal sneaker pot that we <laughs> dropped on its own, kind of a rogue. 
And uh, it came back. It was somewhat disappointing because all 180 of the shrimp that were in there required two bites to eat, not one. So <laughs> Tom was a little. So that's a, that's a little bit of a hint, guys. Yes. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Exactly. So when you yeah. see us drop three in one place and then go drop one in another, uh, watch where we're at. <laughs> see, well, ratting ratting Gabe out was fine, but when you rat us <laughs> out, he just ratted us out. Dude, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joey. What else you got? Skagit open well, up. Yeah, this gadget opened up. The the I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rat us out a little bit. Go for it. Also, all right, go uh, ahead. The, the bubble. Been... The bubble has been producing some some pretty nice chinook. Uh, you if you if you like to ski and you've ever done a slalom course, um, that's kind of what you have to do right now over there. There's a lot of crab pots in the bubble. Uh, makes it a little bit difficult to get those fish in sometimes. But there's the bubble's been producing some fish. The skadget is producing some fish. Um, the Cascades open four days a week, Wednesday through Friday, in the in the Cascade. But you got seven days a week, Marble Mountain Rockport through July fifteenth, yes. and yeah. that's kind of a local knowledge deal, gang. Mm-hmm. And if if you go into that fishery with a steelhead game plan or drift fish game plan, maybe not the way you want to approach this fishery. Remember, all those fish in, in the Skagit system are going up to the Marble Mount facility. So if you can find a nice straight stretch of water and anchor up or maybe plunk from the bank, they will come to you. And I'm just going to leave you with that little hint. Get out of the turbulent water and find some nice laminar flow and get off the, out of the main current and run a sardine wrap quick fish, run a spinner, and just sit and wait for them. You'll do better and, and be beating yourself up, you know, much less. Drift boaters. Same thing. This is a bait diver program. Mm-hmm. Chinook in the river like it stopped. Not just slow, but stopped. Yeah. And um, so I checked in with Ian down at John Sporting Goods yesterday. Lake Stevens producing some really nice smallies right now. And the kokanee fishing still been really good. It sounds like guys, have, there's so much to do right now. People are starting to kind of spread out. So uh, if, you, if you're a kokanee guy, kokanee fishing is great on the lake right now. Not a lot of pressure. Whatcom Lake has been on fire for bass. And then, you know what's weird is the, the coast has still been kind of tough for halibut offshore. Guys are getting better, bigger halibut inshore right, right around CQ. Uh, CQ River, all that area. Anchoring up in that, you know, 120, 160 and and doing really well getting their halibut. Which is great news because you know, I was talking to Molly Bold, Port of Grace Harbor yesterday, and the 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 Westport halibut fishery started off tough, but mm-hmm. it's popped up. It, it's strange because Joel Martin made the observation that a lot of the bigger halibut have not come in on the shelf up in southeast yet. And for some reason I get that same vibe from the south coast, from Ilwaco, from Westport, that they just haven't kind of swung in yet. So do not repeat, do not give up on Westport. They're no, coming. No, and, and look, it's it's good. It, and we got additional pro- days now it's too. Prolong, yeah, it's yeah. going to prolong our season for sure. Um, Coyote Bank, it, it uh, you know, Hind Bank was the big producer for a while there in in Puget Sound on the banks. It seems to have switched now. Uh, maybe those fish are starting to kind of move out a little bit and, and coyotes still been producing really good numbers of halibut so that you know don't give up in the puget sound it's seven days a week now guys. yeah yeah you can it, all of june and that's kind of something that's lost on a lot of folks is is puget sound is now open every day in june for 
halibut. Okay. Yeah, and, and you can go out there and fish your halibut, and then go get a, a lingcod. You yep. know, until June fifteenth, we still got that opportunity. And that fishery, the lingcod fishery, is, is still just cranking along. Yes, you know, possession has has been consistent all season. They were and so it, thick, and even and Phil, even Phil Spielgeen caught one. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, Phil got a. Oh, yeah. You've got a live live ling bite, Phil. Oh man, let me tell you about the lingcods. Uh, the the. After we got on the program on possession and really dial it in and bringing it up here and, and doing the same kind of routine through this area and this fishery, converting those fish, and we put some big ones on the boat yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we put my personal best ever how big, on the boat how, yesterday. How big was it? 49 inches. <laughs> I, I saw the picture. That was unbelievable. So and... They, and <laughs> I brought the I that's I, that's I like brought the fish to the side of the that boat. That is over fifty pounds. I brought the fish to the side of the boat, and I said, uh, "Okay, this is a what we call an oversize, <laughs> but it's not. It, I knew it wasn't big enough. You know, you can keep big, one over fifty five, but quite honestly, um, I thought I would. Yeah, but I won't. I, I just those fish are so cool. I don't need to kill a fish like that. You know, we were very lucky, Tom, and we killed a couple. Right in the slot, a 30 and a 34, beautiful uh, lingcod. And I said, okay, guys, everybody get ready. Get get your cameras out, folks. I'm going to bring this thing in the boat, and I'm going to try to pick it up, and we're going to get a picture, and we're going to turn it loose. And I brought that thing on board, and and, uh, then it got mad at me, and I wrestled with it for a while. And then I picked it up. I didn't know if I could pick it up you know, and hold it for the picture, got it up. We got a great shot of it and back down to the bottom. It went, it was, it was, it's what I wanted to do up here. I told you that. Yes, you did. I want to yeah, go you did. get yeah. uh, the, my biggest link caught ever. So it was pretty mission cool accomplished. Joe yes. Pyburn. Yes. Got to like that. The other thing that went off with a bang was uh, the Marine area 10 resident coho program. A lot of guys really look forward to that fishery every year. Um, Nikki limited our friend, Rich Olson limited the dog house. I mean, I heard of a lot of success from that fishery. And if you want to go see the rods, I mean, Joey, you and I kind of saw it coming because the time we'd spent on the bar, you could just, I mean, resident coho just they popping, were popping, popping, popping. I mean, constantly there was, there was coho jumping out of the air on possession. Yeah. And I mean, Nikki will cover all that, but, um, there's a lot of them in, in the sound and they're nice size this year, you know. I mean, we're talking about resies, but up to three pounds at that, this point. And that, look, that's what I noticed down the South yeah, Sound. Because yeah. normally they're, this time of year pudgy. they're much smaller. But, no, they they were pretty nice, the couple I saw. Well, and, yeah. and you know, they, they absolutely cut stoplight red. And <laughs> they're freaking good, good eaters. yummy. Yeah, no question about it. So, so as we roll into, into, into mid-June now, now we're looking, Joey, um, we are only a couple weeks away now from our ocean ports opening for Chinook. Um, mm-hmm. They all open up third week of third week of June. Um, everything I'm hearing from from Southeast Alaska, everything I'm hearing from the Queen Charlotte's, from Peregrine Lodge, everything I'm hearing off the west coast of Vancouver Island is would it be fair to say a large body of Chinook in the ocean heading this way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I'm seeing up here, and then what we're hearing all the way down. Uh, it's going to be, it, it should be a really, really productive summer for all of us. Um, and I, you know, I think, what do we have? We got, uh, La Push, Nia Bay, that all opens up, what, June 17th, I think, 
right? I'll, I'll double check that. It may be a little bit later than that, but we'll, we'll talk about it next week on the show. Suffice it to say, you got a minimum of two weeks, maybe three, yep. before it opens. But I think you're, I think you're, you're probably, you're probably close to. It could be the seventeenth. Yeah, we'll, we'll double yeah, check. Yeah, I mean that. the two numbers weeks. of fish we're seeing up here, Tom. It's like, you know, I like I said earlier in the show, you know, I've been up here the two previous years. They're everywhere, and yeah. the one thing, guys, a, a few guys who've been in here, um, they're like, "What should we run? Should we run up to Shellcoff or run here or run there?" And it's like, just they're catching them in the yeah. harbor, you don't need right to. here. Yeah. They're, yesterday, I took a I took <laughs> a little video. In the harbor. I took I've a little video, happen, Tom. A guy pulled away from Joel's dock, kind of like a mid morning troll, and uh, I, we're having lunch right here at the restaurant. And he, I see him flop a flasher off the side of the boat, and I go, what's that guy doing? And Joel goes, oh, he's going to troll right here in front of the harbor. And, I mean, they're roping kings right here in the channel. Dude, we did that one year. We just we were so excited to get go fishing. We actually started trolling just at the breakwater. <laughs> the and yeah. started trolling. At, yeah, and, and just went outside that kelp pile that's between town and the channel club up there. <laughs> we got two kings. Nice. Well, one, of the, nice one, of the, one of the local guys... The day we arrived, that afternoon, he put he trolled the channel here. He he started at the bridge. By the time he got to the breakwater, he'd hooked four Chinook. I, dude, it, it, I'm telling you, the and this is the final weekend of the Sitka Salmon Derby, and there's a 31 pounder on the board. Uh, it's 32. 32. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I will troll the harbor. And, and they're getting they're they're just getting bigger and bigger. And if you look at the names, you're gonna notice. Oh yeah, yeah, a, a pattern. You know, they're they're a couple. It's a father son. It's a couple creepy father son <laughs> fellas um, who obviously know exactly where the big fish live. No doubt. Okay, tell uh, tell Joel that we're going to need him for the uh, for the seven twenty segment. We when we uh, talk about the whole fish bearing off experience coming out of the break course. We got the Pirate of Puget Sound. None of the Nick Kester All Star Charter is going to run us through the Marine Area Ten Resident Coho Drill. And the, the, he's been bouncing back and forth. He did the Coho opener. Went and hammered on the lings on possession. Northwest Outdoor Report brought, brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. We're going to reach back up to Sitka for Joel and Joey. The fish bearing off experience. Doing it yourself on a world-class fishery. Roar Robinson's really wear and a report from Peregrine Lodge. Uh, this is your last chance, gang. Please come join us on the Peregrine Lodge trip. The fishing in southeast Alaska is absolutely incredible. We're leaving two weeks from Sunday. Come join myself, Matthew, Brock Heward, Dave Wyman, Join us on the Peregrine Lodge trip, peregrinelodge.com. Right back with Nick Kester talking about Marine Area Coho right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.